I got a call from my agent. No audition, no anything. Beyonce wants you for the VMA <laughs> performance. You. She She's wants requested me. you. I'm- Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today I'm recording in a studio in sunny LA and I am joined by a professional dancer, fitness influencer and fellow Adidas global ambassador. She has worked with some of the world's biggest stars, including J-Lo, CeeLo Green and Beyonce. She has also appeared on TV shows such as Empire, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Hit the Floor. Not only that, she also has a passion for fitness and she has created her very own fitness community here in LA to encourage others to get moving too. Welcome to the show, Megan Kong. Hello, thank you very much for the warm welcome. My very first international Power Hour guest. That's pretty major, I'm honored. Oh, it's awesome. I'm so happy that we could, you know, find the time and make it work. Megan and I have both been global ambassadors for Adidas for a few years and we met for the first time, I think it was three years ago in Germany. Do you remember? I do remember. It was freezing. It was. <laughs> it was freezing, especially for you coming from the sunshine. Um, but yeah, since then we've worked together in campaigns and we've kept in touch. Absolutely. So Megan, you've had an incredible career, um, as I said some of it at the start, as well as dance, choreography and movement direction. You're also building your own fitness community out here in LA. So can you take us back to the start and talk us through your journey so far? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in the middle of America, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I danced from the age of 12, which is like elderly for some people that start at the age of two. Um, always been very into academics. So when I um, wanted to pursue dance as a career, I uh, looked for a university out in California, in Los Angeles, so I could pursue dance and um, also get another, uh, also further my education. So came out to LA, went to school and uh, studied marketing, also studied dance, um, graduated, thought I could pursue two careers at once. I couldn't, so focused on dance and that's been the past 10 years um really ready for anything ready to drop anything for anything um and just work my butt off to uh make this life as a dancer um from that I just started sharing uh what keeps me sane and what keeps me in peak condition on social media um things that are second nature to me but perhaps not to someone else and um with that uh brands like Adidas or <laughs> Adidas here in America. <laughs> um, uh, started noticing. I've been with Adidas for a few years, and they've been so wonderful. Um, 
expanded upon all that. And that's kind of where my marketing degree roped back in out of left field. And I've been able to put together a business, a life and uh, a whole nother career path um, in the fitness, fitness world. Yeah, awesome. And you know what, I only found out recently, actually, because I thought that you were kind of, you'd lived in LA your entire life. So I only found out recently that you, yeah, grew up in Minnesota. And so then you moved here. And I guess it's kind of the place, right, where everybody goes to LA to make it, you know, like this week, I've already met so many people who are working two jobs to, you know, whilst pursuing their passion, you know, even my Uber driver yesterday was telling me that he's, um, I think he's a writer, and he writes I think he's a screenwriter, but yeah, you know, everyone's out here trying to make it and it's very admirable, but you know, for anyone considering relocating to, to LA, first of all, like what was that kind of experience like, you know, like how, how old are you then? 18. So young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Minneapolis, it's a, it's a booming metropolis as well, but not like here, like here with the world of entertainment and Hollywood, it's like a whole nother breed of people. I remember I've always been like, you know, kind of bratty. And I remember trying to make fun of, <laughs> I tried to make fun of someone and be like, what is that J on your hoodie? What does it stand for? J-Lo thinking I was making fun of her. She's like, it's Juicy Couture. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, it's just the girl from Minnesota trying to be a brat. Has no idea. <laughs> I love that. Um, of course it was Juicy Couture. Yeah, I mean, of course, duh. I guess that puts a time and place as to when that was. Um, but no, I mean, LA is the land of opportunity. It's a cultural epicenter. It's a, you know, a heartbeat of the world. Um, uh, Hollywood is here. Entertainment is here. There, If you have a mission in your mind, it's a place where your dreams can come true. If you can keep focused, if you can stay on the track, if you can... Um, really just harness in on what you want and just like I said keep going because um you know that's at this while it's also the land of opportunity it's a land of distractions too you could easily um your confidence can waver your um your ultimate goals can waver you can get distracted and obviously things can feed your ego you can get wrapped up in the wrong thing um so yeah, I mean, LA is a funny place. And um, what would you say, uh, like after 10 years here, what would you say is like the best thing about living in LA and the worst? Uh, well, I mean, just like when you finally have it together, what exactly what you want to do and you're not just doing things to feed your ego, mm-hmm. um, then those things can actually happen. They can actually be delivered. Um, I would have never thought that I could over a matter of two years, be dancing for 10 years and all of a sudden like have created another lifestyle for myself and a a new launched off a new career path. Um, And I do believe that that's because um, it's a a lot about the right place and the right time here in LA. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really awesome. Um, and any any bad things about living here in LA? Because honestly, to me, I love it. I'm like, Adrian is in heaven. I'm I mean, heaven. I've been working all week, <laughs> and I'm like, the sun is shining. She's like, don't worry about me. <laughs> I just walked the length of LA. I'm like, the marathon's <laughs> next weekend. To get some like, <laughs> focus. <laughs> honestly, yeah, that's something. I'm just like, it's so great here. I feel like it's everything it is lovely. That you want there's no, it's beach. true. I say that um, there's no other place. I mean, there are other places, but here it's just like you know the beach you can be at the beach in the morning and work out catch catch some rays be to the mountains by the afternoon 
and to the desert for cocktail hour. Like that's amazing. And, um, you know, LA is a beautiful place and a, a beautiful lifestyle. Um, well, hopefully I'll be coming back. I mean, okay, right. I'm, I'm getting a key cut. So as I mentioned at the start, you've worked with some incredible artists in the music and TV industry, and you've had an amazing career. You know, isn't it every dancer's dream to dance for Beyonce? I mean, come on. But did you ever have a moment when you thought, yes, that's it. I've made it. I'm here. Well, let's put that dancing for Beyonce into uh, <laughs> into uh, context. Um, okay. I have dan- I have shared the stage with Beyonce. I said to you earlier this week, if you're a dancer in LA, I've never danced for Beyonce. Like, you got to focus because... <laughs> everybody okay <laughs> it feels like everyone has um i'm not one of the beehive like i in 2014 i shared a stage with her actually this is a funny story of like this is very la that um i got a call from my agent no audition no anything beyonce wants you for the vma <laughs> performance you she she's wants requested me. You. i'm over here thinking we're gonna have a duet you know she's gonna hold the fan while my hair is blowing in the wind yes this yeah is it's moment. just her and i together and you know that's it like it's a new destiny's child member like that's it and turns out it, i'm a part of a 15 minute performance where i am a tableau at the beginning of it for the first one minute <laughs> okay <laughs> and i'm painted white head to toe <laughs> this, with us. this is so real Bear everyone needs us. to know this yes i it. i have had an amazing dance career i'm so thankful but this is the realistic okay. like this is what it is being a professional dancer so yeah. i think it's my moment with beyonce yeah i'm painted white <laughs> so no this i mean I, we need to stop laughing because this is the reality that i need to share that this is the reality of a professional dancer making it in la and um you know i get the call the dance for beyonce not only am i painted head to toe white and i'm asked (laughs) yeah so i get the call to dance with beyonce not only am i painted head to toe white and asked to stand there like a frozen statue (laughs) but i'm asked (laughs) oh my gosh what are you gonna say i'm literally waiting like what's she gonna say i'm asked to face the back (laughs) Oh no! It's your so, moment. if you look up Beyonce VMA's 2014 performance, the first minute is it's Megan's back. <laughs> it's literally Beyonce's face and the my bun, my bun to the right of her face. Yes, frame it, circle it. It's me, mom. It's me. It's me. Um, so yeah, while one would say, "Oh yeah, you danced for Beyonce," no, I had sh- I have shared a bench with Beyonce, mm-hmm. um, and it was lovely. I learned a lo- lot. I, I actually say that's one of my favorite things, just because I had a small part in that performance, so I could spend the three weeks we worked on it, watching her her artistry and mastery, and like, wow, it's, it's she is a machine. She is the force driving that ship. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so that was lovely. But I guess when I my my eye made it as a as a dancer moment was when I paid off all my school loans with just the money I made from dancing. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's really. I mean, yeah. No, seriously, that is amazing. Yeah, so good for you and congratulations because it is. You know, it's. I think being in. You know any creative industry it's so hard and there's so many you know I don't know how if you've had ever had to but I feel like so many people have to work for free and then they have to like you know it's just so many things where they're like am I ever actually gonna you know they get a job and then you get paid for that job but then you have like maybe three months of no work whilst they're auditioning again and it just seems like this relentless cycle where people just can't 
always seem to get ahead but obviously if you've had a consistent you know if you're working consistently and yeah. obviously now like you are yeah then i guess it's different but yeah so that was your your beyonce moment oh my god it's too good i like always whenever it's always quoted that i dance for beyonce i'm like i w- i absolutely did but let me just tell you what that circumstance was <laughs> yeah but even, even that i mean it is great but it's still as you said you know i would trust me i would have it in my instagram bio dance for okay. beyonce yeah definitely. i'm gonna change mine now excuse me <laughs> put it in okay so over time um as you were getting booked for more jobs and you know as we said you know working with these different you know incredible artists did you do you think that helped to build your confidence so when you started to then go to auditions you know do you know what i mean did that kind of help in, the, in to you become more resilient over time because there's a lot of setbacks right a lot of rejection yeah it's it's non-stop i mean b- it both helps and hurts um you know it hurts just in the sense that it puts more pressure behind you you know you I work consistently I make good money dancing and then you know you walk around with that on your shoulders that at an audition you know maybe you're supposed to feel invincible but no I mean it's still you might get over the rejection faster which is a whole nother thing we can talk about but um Uh, It doesn't mean I I mean, I'm terrified of auditioning. It does not get any better. I mean, I always say like, uh, you know, it's like if you go for in for a job interview, it's usually you and then the boss that's interviewing you. Or if you go in for even an actor going in for a casting, it's usually you and a couple of people behind the casting table. Dance auditions are literally you vying for a job in front of the 400 other candidates and you're asked to you're asked all the questions in front of everyone else Mm. asked to answer it on the spot and then fight for your life so (laughs) it's 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 super humbling teaches you a lot and um and yeah I mean you just I don't get over that doesn't matter how accomplished I am um while it doesn't get it doesn't get any better um in the actual moment really um for me personally uh i have improved my bounce back rate is what i say and Mm -hmm. i think that's really spilled over to other parts of my life too that um you know you i'm 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 told no or told i'm not right every single day multiple times a day as a dancer whether it's an audition a casting or at a rehearsal or after a performance you're always critiqued after you're given your critiques and um so you could either take those things which might be negative and let it ruin your hour, your day, your week, your month, whatever, or you can take those critiques, acknowledge them, and then get back up and go again. Mm-hmm. And the more I'm told no, the more I learn how to get back up faster. And that means I can do more things um, and try more things. And I actually, over the years, I wasn't the type of person that would be told no, and then I'd cry for weeks and then you know, waste my time that way. I was told no. And then I was really hard about things and I was very emotionless and like very reasonable about things. Oh, I didn't get it because of this or because of that, or I'm half Asian and I'm like, Oh, maybe they needed a full Asian, you know, or I was too Asian or something like that. There was always some reason. And then it would kind of all amount after a while. And then it hit me and I'd just be like, so now I've learned to like acknowledge how I feel, let myself feel disappointed or whatever the, the feeling is and then move on yeah that's really interesting and I know that we've talked a little bit before about you know dancers actors models you know having to kind of meet this constant ideal standard I'm saying like you know uh, in, in quoted ideal um you know through things like yo-yo dieting training maybe some kind of unhealthy stuff and 
can you tell us about what you kind of call, you know, getting your body ready or having to have your body ready? And when you had that moment that you decided that you actually needed to change your approach to that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up, I did grow up dancing in the studio, but I didn't grow up working out outside of dancing. And um, as soon as college stopped and, you know, it wasn't school, basically, dancing wasn't school. I had to, I learned I couldn't show up to my job and use it as a way to stay in shape. I had to show up to my job and be in shape. Mm -hmm. And um, when I realized that, I was like, oh, damn, like I need to get it together. So that's when I went through these series of trying all the crash diets, trying all these like crazy workout fads and like three a days or I mean, at one point I was like weighing my chicken things like that where you pack your food and bring it to the party and you're that person that's like warming up your tupperware um and that just gets really old but that's because i didn't know how or i didn't want to live a consistently fit and a consistently semi quote-unquote healthy lifestyle that kept me just on the verge of being ready to dance on camera or audition and in something super skimpy because you do get those calls like oh megan um you're booked to dance in a white bikini tomorrow I'm like, oh, great. So yeah, I'm not ready for that, you know, and then I go in unconfident and then everything feels terrible and and that just doesn't feel good. So that scramble is the worst feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, so my solution for that was. So bef- sorry. So before, if you if you had the call two weeks before and they said, OK, you're going to be wearing this white bikini in two weeks. What would that prep have been like? What would you have done? I would have tried whatever crazy diet was the one then, you know, and just been very particular about what spices I'm using. Am I using any salt? Like how many times am I drinking this like water concoction that they say is going to flush everything out of me? Um, It just would have been pure panic and like it would take over my life to get ready for it. Never in a way that I wouldn't eat, in a way that I was just... like being so scientific about it Mm -hmm. and um extreme um and that's just really obnoxious (laughs) and just the quality of life is not good um and so eventually I learned to like take you know I think all those diets and crazes come from something so now in as, as I've grown past those years I have plucked what I liked and enjoyed from each part of those crazy diets and have implemented them into the consistent everyday way I live now. And I mean, you've been with me all week. I've been eating the Cinnabons, the, <laughs> yeah, we the like we've been living our lives yeah. and, and you have to, I mean, cause what is life to live without mm. a Cinnabon? Yes. <laughs> Amen. So do you think that that also comes with age? You know what I mean? Because throughout the years, you know, you, you've become more confident and, you know, if you're at the start of your career, it's kind of, you know, you're not desperate, but you're like, I'll do anything. So if you think you need to look a certain way or you need to kind of, you know, it's that thing, isn't it? As you said about being critiqued, you've got to be better. And sometimes people just think that better, they just need to change. There's certain things you cannot change about yourself. You know what I mean? You can't be, well, you're not tall enough, get taller, or you're not, you know, as you said, like Asian enough, or you're not black enough, or there's certain things you can't change. But obviously with body shape, type, food, diet, all of that, do you think that in t- over time you've just, yeah, grown more confident in yourself and who you are? Yeah. I mean, I'll tie this back to when I first moved to LA and tried to dance professionally. Um, you know, I used to say, yeah, you need a hip, you need me to do hip hop. Sure. I'm, you know, I'll get down. Like, do you need me to be the cute Disney girl? Great. Like, oh, the sexy girl with long hair. Got it. Like, and I would really exhaust myself trying to pursue every single 
opportunity that came to me like, yeah, that's, I'll, I'll do that. Whatever you need, which is versatility is so important. And so, and being open to anything is so important, but also knowing your strengths and going with your strengths is really important just for longevity purposes that you don't burn out trying to do all these things. And, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know how that connects to me as my, as man. Yeah. Because you, yeah, yeah, no, right. Exactly. No, that's right. Because you, like you said, you then play to your strengths. You know, this is who I am. I'm more confident. You don't have to try to be everything to everyone. Yeah. And it's everything just more efficient and, um, for on both, on both ends really for yourself and you know, whoever is, yeah more consistent because you know I guess then who you actually are instead of just trying to as you said fit every single mold which you know versatility as you said is really valuable but we can't be everything can we do you know what I mean like you have to kind of yeah as you said play to your strengths and actually speaking of that so the fitness industry and the beauty industry certainly appear to be embracing more diversity like to a degree but what's it like in Hollywood do you think that it's also changing Yeah. um, Hollywood is definitely a reflection of what is happening culturally. And um, I'm definitely feeling and seeing that um, their jobs are looking for different looks and types and body shapes. Um, But, you know, also in the end, it's it's Hollywood, too. So they're casting for a specific part. So um, you're still put in a box and you're still even if you are um, doing you, you know, there'll always be that casting element. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, for sure. And speaking of diversity, I think you told me once that didn't you change your surname? So when you first started dancing? Great story. Yeah. And then you changed, go tell us. Yeah. So, okay. So as I said earlier, I'm half Chinese, quarter Norwegian and the rest of it's various Scandinavian items. But, um, so my name is Megan Kong. So that sounds very strong Chinese. And, um, I, I very much look mixed. And, um, so, I also, you know, depending on the tan, the shape, the the lip color, the the my hair that day, I can look like a different ethnicity. And I was um, feeling my agent thought I was kind of being limited by the, the strong Asian sounding last name Kong. So we went by my middle name, which is my mother's maiden name, Dunlap. And so Megan Dunlap was what are, was written on my headshots. And I went in to all these castings as Megan Dunlap, which like had no vibe. It was just like, my name is, you know, Megan Kong for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I was trying to do anything and be whatever I had to be like this blank slate kind of thing thing mm-hmm. um miss Meg- megan dunlap like didn't work a job a day in her life <laughs> <laughs> the poor thing i mean she had an identity crisis so i went in there i didn't feel like myself i clearly wasn't myself i mean i know people have stage names but like i am megan fucking kong yes. okay yes <laughs> so even today this is like five years later <clears throat> I still have to take my headshots that say Megan Dunlap and put a sticker every audition over the words Megan Dunlap and put Megan Kong. It's like the best reminder every single every single week or month or whenever that like be yourself. You got to do you because yeah. look, this is ridiculous. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing, but also it shows, you know, like you said you've got it well, you've got to be yourself for a start but not trying to guess what they want. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh exactly. I, I, need, I need to be neutral. I need to be this blank thing and actually it's like no go in as you because you could be exactly what they want 
dude exactly yes i can say it better myself i love that so i guess for anyone listening to this who may be at the start of their career either in dance creative or, or even a different career completely is there anything that you wish that you had known when you were younger yes um probably that people are more concerned about what they're doing than what you're doing you think that everyone's watching you and everyone is saying this and that but really everyone is just really like concerned about how they look and and how you are thinking they look and so just you know cliche but just do you because you know Mm. yeah it's super liberating when you realize that as well like I've said that before and it kind of when I said it in a talk once I was like it sounded really negative and I was like no I'm not saying like no one's paying attention to you like no one cares about you it's not that but as you said no one's watching you and scrutinizing and anywhere near as much as you think it's like you put a magnifying glass on things because it's your life but no one else is paying attention oh 100 percent 100 percent and then the other thing I would say is just stop talking about things and actually do it. Mm. And that is so easy to say, but, and everyone's, you know, friends are like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this now. Are you doing that? Or like, how did you do that? I'm like, I literally just tried it. All you have to do is try it. I, 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 I'm not about talk. I'm about action. And it doesn't have to be like big jumps off of a cliff. It's like one little thing every single day. And working towards because even if it's if 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 you think you want something and you take one little step towards it and you're like oh that wasn't right that doesn't mean you have to stay that way now you know that's the path you don't want like knowing what you don't want is just as important as knowing what you want because it's all going to help shape that that path to you know your ultimate goals yeah definitely I couldn't agree with you more and when you said then you know you're not about talk some people talk when they don't actually take action why do you think that they don't because I've you know everyone who says oh I really want to do this or I've had this great idea you know and they don't action it they they must you know they're not they're not lying that they, they genuinely are you know excited about it or whatever but they just don't yeah get started why do you think that is I mean it's really scary like if, if it feels like it's not going the right way, then they, they'll just, uh, I mean, I feel like you, people might think that they're automatically a failure and, and that's just a reflection of them and, you know, their abilities and, mm. but it's not, it's not that way. It is, it is really scary because you also, I mean, I'm kind of this way that if I um, say, I'm, uh, if I say something out loud, I'm going to do it. And so, you know, I'll, sometimes I just won't say it because I don't want to be pinned to do it. Yeah. Um, so I get it. It is really scary, but you know, it's just, it's so powerful to actually try and like have enough confidence just to try. And like I said, you don't have to know the end point, but like doing something is like better than nothing. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love that. So with that in mind, tell us all about Kong Fit Club, aka KFC, something that you started. What is it? Tell us all about it. It's better than fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) No, KFC Kong Fit Club. As you know, I, my last name is Kong. It's not Dunlap Fit Club. (laughs) (laughs) DFC, KFC. No, it's KFC. No, it's my pride and joy. And it's totally the culmination of just everything that I do. It's, uh, it's how I see the fitness world, my approach to, um, my, my life in the wellness world. And it's just, um, the way I take my community through this journey. I, um, as a dancer, you never know what you're going to be asked to do when you walk onto a set. Um, you have to be ready for anything. I always say I have to like be in ninja status. So what do I do? I train 
I train in all the disciplines I can get my hands on, um, whether it's boxing, Pilates, you know, we're running, we're doing all the things. And that's what I encourage my community to do. Just constantly challenging your body with, with new things and, um, pushing it to the next level and past those plateaus that you might find on your own. Um, I say that sweat is the ultimate equalizer and that's why I wanted to, to create the club. It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from. Um, once you get in the room, it's a shared experience. You're both suffering together and suffering so good. And, um, yeah, I mean, I even uh, going back to just like when I work with actors on TV shows and whatnot, like it doesn't matter how famous they are, you know, they're not used to dancing and they'll, I've seen actors like in tears because they can't do this one little spin. And that's just like an example of like, you get in the same room, you're both moving, you're both doing the same thing. It doesn't matter how famous you are or how much money you have. Like it is a humbling experience. Um, and you know, that's just one example of why I started this club. It's like, we're all in this together. I love that because, you know, learning, apparently we should all be lifelong learners. You should constantly be trying to learn new things for that exact reason that you just said. It's very humbling to be a beginner and you can, oh my God, you can yeah. always do things you're good at and you can always be the expert. And sometimes I think people get into their lane and then they're like, I'm an expert on this now. Let me just stay here. But actually, you know, going to the beginning of something and being like, okay, I'm going to start to learn martial arts or I'm going to start to learn a language or whatever being a beginner as it's frustrating mm -hmm. you have to have patience it's humbling you have to you have to ask people for help you have to make mistakes and I just yeah I, can't, I just encourage everyone to try and learn something oh new. my gosh yeah I always say that like your reaction to these new experiences is a reflection of who you are in that moment. Like it's if, if, if you ask me to sing or maybe if you ask me to do this podcast and I'm like, no, I'll never do a podcast. It's so scary. I'm like, Oh, I got to do that podcast. Cause that was my gut reaction. It's like, and y you know, I, my life I define as a collection of all my experiences. And so, but if, if you're not experiencing new things, new places, new people, then you're never going to evolve and grow and, figure out what you want who you are mm. and you're just limiting yourself as well to you know opportunities and things that you might not have even known that you were good at until you tried so with kong fit club so you started it like what six months ago i've seen pictures online from some of the workouts that you've it looks incredible so so you go to the space right so you don't actually host the workout i no i don't teach it so yes we um Every month we I, I, we go to three, four, five, six different um, gyms or outdoor spaces or um, you know just various wellness experiences, and I am there as the biggest cheerleader and 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 love to explain why I love this place, how it's had an impact on me. But then I leave um, the workout, the activity, whatever it is, in the hands of the expert. Um, I like to say that if you're going to learn something, learn it from the, the, the source. Mm -hmm. And, um, so my fitness club highlights who I think are the best and the real deal. There are so many bad spots and bad sources of information. Mm -hmm. So I love to highlight the ones that are the real masters. Awesome. And so for the community that come, do you see like, I guess, do people come, you know, repeat again and again every single week? Or is it like new people every time? Do people, can people come on their own? Oh, absolutely. That's the best part that I see people have the courage to come again, shared experience. They make a friend. Maybe it's just the person that was sitting next to them on the mat, whatever it was. Um, I see people come out of their, sh their shells and bloom and recruit other people. The, my 
favorite thing is when members come alone and then recruit their friends. Um, there's like, that's the biggest form of flattery. I can, that word of mouth, like, Hey, I had fun. You should come. Let's do this together. Um, and it's really just fun to watch people, um, try something completely different. I mean, I got them dancing. Mm-hmm. I have them sitting in a in a circle, uh, you know, first time yogis, meditating, mm-hmm. sound bath. Like I saw the animal awesome. flow. That looked awesome. Oh, my gosh. We were savage. Yeah, that looked incredible. So if you are listening and you're one of uh, Megan's, you know, you live in L.A. and whatever, then you definitely need to check it out and get involved. 
two years and oh what what did that lead to because it's always yeah there's something you can take from it that's made you later on be able to do something else yeah I might not be able to like push an excel spreadsheet but like you have got a figure it out kind of attitude so Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and that makes sense as well with everything that you even just like your because like I said your Instagram and your site and like everything is you know the fact that you've done marketing and the way you work you obviously you collaborate with different brands and I don't know I just think it's very slick it's very good thank you very much (laughs) 10 out of 10 so since I've been out here this last few days obviously jet lag has kicked my butt so my power hour has been pretty non-existent but when I'm at home my power hour is nice and bright and early so I want to know Megan about your power hour if you have one in the morning or I guess if you have a morning routine what time do you wake up usually and what's the first hour look like Well, of course, you know, I am a woman of many hats. So my weeks and days are completely different depending on what job I'm working on or I'm not working on. But um, I'm a morning-ish person, not as Mm -hmm. um, full out as you are, but I'm good for like a 7.30 situation. Um, Immediately is a coffee and immediately is just sitting cross-legged in my lovely zen room um i will phone it is what i call it i'll hop on the phone i will hit the emails i'll hit the socials um i was saying this to you earlier this week that um you know i mean we live in such a well first of all la is one of the last time zones so when i wake up all the information is coming in so i feel like i have to like take care of some of that and then when i go to work that's kind of my creative time so Mm -hmm. i need to get all the business done first and then put my phone down and like be in rehearsal all day or whatever it is um but yeah that first hour is very much like let's get coffee let's drink it let's let's get prepared for the day mm-hmm. in yeah. your zen room tell us about your zen room i mean i have been in the zen room oh honey it's like a studio is everything you could need in there you know this well you can tell us tell us what's in there. Oh, the zen room mm-hmm. um. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you've got tools you've got mats oh you've yeah, got, yeah i have a gym the- corner it's like i have a recovery zone i have uh you know the essential oils all the it's like no hard hard corners in the, in the zen room mm-hmm. it's, it's and that gorgeous. what's the machine uh, the Theragun. The Theragun. You've yes. got like uh, Therabands. You've got balls. There's a stick you can work your back with. There's yeah. everything in there. Yeah. So really, I guess that's what the first hour is. Wake up, get coffee, head to the Zen room. You have all your recovery uh, tools at your fingertips. And um, yeah, get myself ready to go for the day, basically. There was a previous guest on this show called Richie, um, Richie Norton. Um, There's lots of fans of his who listen to this show and he has this whole morning routine. He would love your Zen room. Richie, come on over, Yeah, he would love it because he's all about, yeah, the wiggle and the flow and the tea and the candle and it's like a whole thing. See, but this just goes to show, like I wouldn't even think that is a weird thing to even, or just like something to even speak about is like moving around is a part of my first hour because that's so second nature yeah yeah i'm just always moving about i yeah, guess that's like some people yeah, they don't i would maybe have my coffee on the yoga mat yeah like, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah for some people they're kind of like they i guess they it's a separate part of their life so it's like oh i'm working out now i have to go and put on these clothes and go to this place right. where someone's going to tell me what to do oh so not everyone cooks with their leg like on the counter like a ballet bar <laughs> no <laughs> oh okay that's just, it's just you it's just you which i've which i have witnessed that this week so also we have well i have a power our challenge where I encourage the guests to give the listeners something that they can try this week themselves to maybe like improve um you know themselves or their life or their confidence or whatever so do you have something that we could all try this week 
Maybe I harp back to what we were just talking to talking about a few minutes ago. Maybe you are one of those people like me where you get you don't like to say things out loud because once you do, then you have to do them. So I know someone out there is like thinking in the back of their head, I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to start that. Um, maybe just give yourself permission just to take one little baby step towards like actionable step towards figuring out you know, you could even be obsessing over this thing and, and you try it and you hate it. And, you know, you have it in your head that you want to do it. So maybe this week, if you are one of those people with something in your head that you want to do, and you've always wanted to do, maybe take one little baby, teeny, teeny, tiny step towards figuring that out. If maybe it's, you know, I've always wanted to take karate. Like maybe you just do a Google search of the closest karate studio, you know, like just, just one actionable step. I'm not saying like leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Cause I like that because I think often people want a big change. So it's like quit your job and, you know, do this thing. And actually, like you said, it doesn't always have to be like jumping out both feet. It could just be, you know, just looking into it. Maybe as you said, telling, saying it out loud or telling somebody else, maybe is that, what do you think about that whole accountability thing of saying, tell someone else and then they can check in and they're like, Oh, how was your karate lesson? And you're like, Oh, actually I didn't go. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on the person a hundred percent. I don't think there's one right way to do it. If there's something with KFC with Kong Fit Club, I'm like, I'm very much the type of person that if I say I'm going to do the work, I want to show up, I want to do the work and I want it to be done. Like when we show up for KFC, I don't have your moment, stand there, hold hands, like let's, you know, recap of the day, whatever. Like we're there to work. We said we were going to do it. So let's do it. And um, so I, th- I very much think it depends on the person. Um, yeah, you're an upholder because apparently, you know, there's a the different, you know, personalities and I'm an upholder too. So if I say to someone else, I'm going to do this thing, even on the day, if I'm like, oh my gosh, like this has happened. I'm tired. I don't want to. I'm like, oh, but I told them they're expecting me. I have to go. Exactly. Wow. I'm an yeah. up- upholder. Now an upholder. everything makes sense. Yeah. Whereas apparently there's also like, there's a, there's four and I'm not going to remember them all, but one is the rebel. So it's like, if someone else said to you, Megan, you have to do this thing at this time, then you're like, well, in your head you don't do it on purpose but in your head you're like oh this person's telling me you you kind of rebel against that you're like oh no i'm gonna do it on my time i'm gonna do it my way i'm gonna do it on my own i'm gonna because you they don't want to be kind of prescribed to so yeah upholder both of us Wow, where do I read more about this? Is this another podcast? Because I'd love to listen to it. Yes. So the lady is called Gretchen Rubin. I, I really hope I've got her name right. I'm going to find out. But yeah, there's four types. And it's super interesting. The more you go into it, as you said, you kind of hear, you're like, that totally makes sense. And there's also, I mean, obviously there's crossover between different kind of personalities and stuff. But it also helps you like with relationships too. Because you can mm. fi- figure out like if you're working with someone in like a creative way or, you know, a partner or whatever, you can be like, oh, this person needs that. And that's why. I really want a t-shirt that says upholder on it. I'm going to get you one. I'm going to make one for you. So before I ask you my last question, Megan, tell us where can people find you online and in real life? Oh, wow. Yes. Well, that is at Megan Kong, M-E-A-G-A-N-K-O-N-G. I also have my fitness club at Kong Fit Club, K-O-N-G, like King Kong Fit Club. Real life. I'm here in LA all day. Yes. As I said, I'm getting a key to this place. I'm coming back. And so my final question for you, Megan, which is I ask every single guest and it's all about time. So as we've discussed today, you've learned a lot, you know, in the years that you've been out here in LA, building your career, your identity. So what is the most valuable thing that time has taught you? I feel like I'm just like repeating myself, but that now's the time. I mean, there's no reason to wait that 
you got to act. It's uh, the train is moving, so you got to hop on it. Thank you so much, Megan. This has been awesome. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please, you know, share it with somebody who you might, who you think might enjoy hearing it also. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, all of that good stuff. I really do appreciate your time. So thanks again for listening. See ya. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 